Hey, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we're so grateful to have you with us today in the house, the house of faith. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been showing you our most recent family night from here at, at uh, Legacy Studios, and we just wish there was a way that we could all, every one of us, everybody who's watching this, just pile into the living room together, spend time in worship, spend time in God's Word. Well, through the platform of this broadcast, in a way we can do that. And that's the reason we, we record these things and show them to you is because some, some very special things happen when you get into an atmosphere of faith where people are all expecting uh, God to do what only God can do. And that's what Family Night is all about. That's why we, re we record these things. That's why we show them to you on this broadcast. So today, I want you to get out your Bible. I want you to follow along. I want you to receive from the Word of God. I want you to be strengthened, encouraged, and full of faith. Are you ready for this? This is Family Night. The anointing is strong enough, is powerful enough to turn somebody who couldn't into somebody who can. The anointing is strong enough and powerful enough to turn somebody who wouldn't into somebody who will. The anointing is strong enough and powerful enough to turn somebody who's sick into somebody who's healed, somebody who's broke into somebody who's proper, prosperous, somebody who's oppressed and depressed into somebody so full of the joy of the Lord and the strength of the Lord that they're turned into somebody else. As I was praying about this, you guys are the ones I was thinking about today. I know we don't have time to get into your whole testimony, but this is what happened to you. I mean, if you guys knew this story, if you just knew this story, I just, just the highlights. I mean, they met in a bar, everybody, a bar that Rachel was working at. And Willie was just there doing what guys at bars do, <laughs> drinking and hitting on Rachel. And uh, wasn't long after that, they had plans to get married because it was the right thing to do. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> or, or you can tell us, that's fine. And uh, I mean, I, I should let you guys tell the story, but I, I remember you telling us I mean, the marriage wasn't good, the relationship wasn't good, the home was just full of depression and anger, brokenness. And Willie got a hold of the Word of God. He put on a CD series by some guy named Kenneth Copeland and just started feeding on it and feeding on it and feeding on it and it began to change him. This is what happened to you. This is what happened to the two of you. This is what happened to your home. This is what happened to your family. You got turned into other people. Yes. Turned into somebody else entirely. Now watch what happened here. Listen to this with this in mind. Listen to this. He said, you'll be turned into another man. Verse seven, let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. Now there's something I want you to see in this. Samuel's saying, all this is gonna happen. It's gonna play out just like this, but you're gonna have to cooperate with it. You're gonna have to do what's being required of you. You're gonna have to yield to the anointing. This isn't automatic. You have to yield to it. Now put yourself in Saul's shoes and imagine this personality, what we already know about him, good looking on the outside, got it together out here, but you got a window into his soul. Into his soul. He sees himself as small. He sees himself as insignificant. He sees himself as the least. And now all of a sudden, you're telling me to step up here and prophesy? Do you know what kind of confidence that takes? Do you know what kind of boldness that requires for somebody to step outside 
of literally themselves and who they've always been and how they've always felt and yield to something new, something fresh. Samuel said, it's coming. You're anointed for this and it's coming, but you see that you do it. You see that you take the opportunity and you do it. Don't resist it. Yield to it. Yield to the anointing. You'll be turned into another person and do all that the occasion demands. Why? Because God is with you. Verse nine. So it was when he turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart. There's the miracle right there. How do you get somebody shy, somebody timid, somebody so full of fear? How do you turn them into something else with a new heart, with a revelation that they're anointed? Confidence and boldness coming from a new source. Step out into this. God gave them another heart and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came on him and he prophesied among them. This shy kid, this guy who saw himself as least, as insignificant, as having no value. All of a sudden, a day later, what changed? He's anointed. The anointing's on him now. And now he's standing there prophesying. And it says in verse 11, it happened when all those who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, what is this that has come upon the son of Kish? What is this? Who's asking this? Everybody who knew him from yesterday back. All who knew him formerly. You guys have any people that knew you before Jesus, before the anointing came on your lives to minister, before you gave your heart to him? What do those people think? When they see you loving God, when they see you missionaries in Kenya and in all those who knew you formerly, what got into Willie? What got into Rachel? The anointing did. A new source for boldness and confidence got into them, came on them, and they did as the occasion demanded them to do. I mean, I'm just thinking about your history from the time you were born again to the time not long after that, then you're serving in ministry and then you're moving your family and going to Bible school and then you're leaving Bible school and going to Africa. This is like a short amount of time. These are things that people take whole lifetimes to work up the courage to do. One moment, one day, one week, one week, month, year, whatever it was under the anointing turned you into somebody else. And it does the same thing in you and you and me and every single one of us. A new source for confidence, a new source for boldness, confident, not in you. What's the difference between confidence and arrogance? Arrogance is confidence minus the awareness of Jesus. That's what arrogance is. Think of it like a math equation. Confidence minus the awareness, the awareness of the anointing equals arrogance. But confidence, your source for confidence, I'm anointed. He's anointed me with his anointing. And I have every right to be bold. I have every right to step out. I have every right to be confident. Here's the job that every believer has, the task at hand for every one of us. Find out what you're anointed to. Find it out. 
Go before the Lord. Seek the Lord. Find out what's the thing you are anointed to. Because like I said, doing anything other than the thing that he's called you to do, that he's anointed you to do, can never satisfy you, can never fulfill you. I'm telling you, there's, there's no greater blessing attached to anything other than the thing that you're anointed to do. But just because you're anointed for it doesn't mean you're walking in it. You have to yield to it. You guys are anointed to raise these churches and these pastors in Africa. But I'm telling you something, you'd never be experiencing it and they wouldn't be experiencing it if you lived in Texas. You had to do as the occasion demanded. You had to fight the fear that went along with that, resist that and yield to that anointing. And there's two things you need to know and be aware of about the anointing. Number one, what it will do to you. And number two, what it will do through you for somebody else. That's what the anointing is about. Yes, of course, it improves your life and that's wonderful, (laughs) but it's more so about what the anointing does through you for other people. Last scripture, we'll be done. Go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy 1 verse 3 says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. So Paul is writing to Timothy, pastoring this church. He says in verse 5, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, remember, think back to, If you were here just 30 minutes ago, what did Jesus say? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to set at liberty the captives, those who are oppressed in bondage. Fear is bondage. Fear is bondage. Fear holds people in prison. Fear about the future. The scripture talks to us about people who are all their subject, all their lifetimes subject to bondage through the fear of death. Any fear that you have is rooted in the fear of death. People aren't afraid of flying. They're afraid of dying in a plane crash. People aren't afraid of driving. They're afraid of dying in a car wreck. They're not afraid of crowds. They're afraid of dying in a crowd. Every every fear is rooted in the fear of death and people are living in bondage to it. That's what that word oppression, when Jesus said, I'm anointed to set at liberty the oppressed, that word is literally those in bondage. That's what fear is. And it's fear that's keeping people from stepping out into what they are anointed to. That's the only reason anybody would not do what they're called to do. 
If there was any reason that Saul wouldn't have yielded to the anointing that was on his life, it would have been fear. It would have been what Paul wrote to Timothy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That word is actually timidity. God hasn't given us that. That's not from him. That's not of him. You remember what we read in 1 John? Being full of courage, not shrinking back. That's what timidity does. Shrinks back, goes backwards, stepping back. This is what fear does. Fear will do one of two things. It'll either keep you frozen in your tracks or it will make you go backwards. But fear never lets anybody take a step forward in faith. Never. Fear is never moving forward. It's always either frozen or moving backwards. But when you find out what you're anointed to, what the call of God is on your life, what the anointing is on you to do, you are going to have to step out in faith and do as the occasion demands. You have to yield to that anointing. It's not automatic. It won't just happen. You have to resist the spirit of fear. The Bible says in Romans 8 that it for as um, those who are the sons of God, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the spirit. Isn't that what we're talking about this whole time? The spirit's on me. How God anointed with Jesus with the spirit and power. The spirit of the Lord came on Saul. As many as are led by the spirit. These are the sons of God. This is and should be a defining characteristic of our lives is that we're led not by money, not by opportunity, and certainly not by fear, but by the spirit of God. And to be led by fear, what does that mean to be led by fear? Well, that means you're making a choice and a decision about what you're going to do. And either you don't do something because you're afraid of how it's going to turn out, or you do something else because you're afraid of what might happen over here. These fear is not just a feeling. It's not just an emotion. It's a spirit and it has no place in the life or the heart of a believer. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This should be a defining characteristic of our life is that we're led by the Spirit, the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. He's writing this to a young guy named Timothy. He wrote to him in the first letter, and Timothy dealt with these things. He was a relatively young guy put in a massive place of leadership and he was anointed to do it. He was anointed to pastor that church. He was anointed to grow that thing. But there were people within the church, older people that didn't want to have anything to do with him. This is why Paul wrote to him and said, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But between the first letter and the second letter, Persecution was now not just coming from within the church. It was coming from outside against the church and people in the church were being hauled off and killed, martyred because of their faith. And it was in that context that Paul wrote to him and said, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Don't shrink back from this assignment. Don't shrink back from this calling. I don't care if they're killing everybody in there. You don't shrink back. You don't pull back in fear. That spirit's not from God. What spirit's from God? The one of power. How God anointed Jesus with the spirit and power. 
God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you guys, there's coming an opportunity for every single one of us to come face to face and eye to eye with what we are anointed to, what we are anointed for. And you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to decide, am I going to yield to that or will I shrink back? Will I have courage and confidence moving forward or will I go backwards in fear? And I will say this, there is no way possible to move forward in faith and in confidence without being full of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit. This is your source for the anointing. This is your source for the burden, removing, yoke, destroying power of God. The very power of God that's on you, not just for you, but for somebody else. Vincent, man, you're anointed with the Spirit of God, but it's not just for you. It's what's going through you for somebody else. You, Bella, everybody in here, there's an anointing on you that's supposed to be working through you for somebody else to remove a burden and destroy a yoke in somebody's life. You know how much confidence it takes to walk up to a stranger when the Holy Ghost begins to draw you their way and says, go pray. Go pray with them to be born again. Go lay your hands on them. Boldness, confidence. This is why we must, those of you who are parents in here, it should be one of our number one priorities to keep our children around the anointing. Because if they're around it, they'll never know anything else. We went out to eat a few weeks ago. Uh, Sarah and I took our kids. We met up with some friends of ours, some who actually normally come to family night. They're out of town tonight. But Dan and Jen, they've got three little boys and a little girl. And we went out to eat at a barbecue place. And we finished up and we're standing outside in front of the doors going into the restaurant. And we were just standing there. The grown-ups just standing there talking. And the boys all ran up to us and said, we're going to go tell people about Jesus. We're like, okay, <laughs> go ahead. It actually started when Levi, who is five, Five years old, saw a woman getting into a car parked in a handicapped spot and she was moving slow, kind of hunched over and he ran up to his mommy. He said, mommy, we need to go pray for that woman. You know what this is? Uncommon boldness. Do you know how many times in my life I'm ashamed to say I have ignored that prompting and said no to that leading? Why? No boldness, no confidence. Evidently, if there's no boldness or confidence in that moment, then I have no idea of the anointing that's on me and in me. But I'm more stirred up about it today than I ever have been before. I am anointed with the same anointing that's on Jesus. I remember one time we pulled up in a grocery store parking lot and we were driving around. We couldn't find a place. And Sarah and I have this little song we sing when we can't find a place to park. I receive a parking spot. I receive a parking spot. I receive a parking spot from the Lord. And it's really worked a lot of times. It's pretty amazing. But this day we ended up, we sang our song, I received a parking spot from the Lord, and we ended up in the very back of the lot. Well, maybe it didn't work. Well, I pull in, and as I get out, there's a man sitting in a parked car right next to me, windows down, connected to this really intense breathing apparatus. And I thought, I did receive a parking spot. This is why I park here. His window's down. He's connected to this breathing apparatus with a cigarette in his hand. But you know what? I don't let that stop me. I said, how you doing today? Uh, you know, not well. I said, man, I want to pray for you. Let me pray for you. 
I said, okay. You know what I found? That most people will say, okay. Dale, don't you think that's true? Much to my surprise, often people will just generally be like, sure, fine, cool. And just pray the prayer of faith right there and don't hold anything back. Call him healed from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Tell the man, look him in the eye and say, God loves you and he wants you well. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. Now, whether or not he receives that anointing, that's between him and Jesus, not between him and me. But it was upon me to yield to the anointing then. Mommy, we're going to go pray for people. We're going to go tell people about Jesus. And they stood there and hold, held the doors open to the restaurant. People filing in and out. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Yeah, he does. That's right. Thanks. Jesus loves you. Walk up. I watched the boys walk up to a lady. Can I pray for you? And she said, absolutely you can. Thank you. So welcoming. You're anointed. Be bold with it. Yield to it. Just two weeks ago. Stuff happens at restaurants. Sarah and I were driving, leaving here, driving into Roanoke, trying to find a place to eat. Where do you want to eat? Panera or Jason's? And we're like, neither. <laughs> and so we're just driving and just almost out of habit, pulled into Panera Bread. I'm pretty sure that was at least the second time we'd eaten there that week. And it was like Tuesday. So, <laughs> But we pulled in, sat in the car for a second, talked, turned the car off, went inside, stood in line, ordered our food, got our cups, turned around, walked to the drink counter to get water. And that in that particular one, the fountain is right next to the window that faces the parking lot. And as I turn around and I'm standing there, I watch an elderly woman fall in the parking lot straight down onto her face. And I just shouted almost, oh God. And I just ran out. So I was like, what, what, what? And I ran out the door and I ran up to her and just stood there with her for a second. She's, she is flat on the ground. And uh, Sarah came out and she had fallen into the drive-through lane, tripped over a giant yellow speed bump. She didn't see it. I don't know how, but she didn't see it and fell into it. So she's Sarah standing there blocking cars. And finally, after a few minutes, we get this lady up. She, we get her on her feet. And we make it over to the door. And I said, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? And she said, oh yes, I wish you would. I just left Bible study. I believe in the power of healing. I was like, let's do it. Just stood there and prayed the prayer of faith over her. Thank God for watching her, protecting her. Little things, guys. Being in the right place at the right time. Being led, not by where you want to eat, but by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.